Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Back to America's Heroes Group, our roundtable with our partner, National Women's Veterans United, NWVU, January is Cervical Cancer Awareness and National Blood Donor Month. Today is Saturday, January 14th, 2023, and tomorrow, January 15th, is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have, a, once again, a familiar voice if you've heard many times before in our show, Rochelle Crump, she is a U.S. Army veteran and the founder and president of National Women's Veterans United. How are you doing, Rochelle? I'm doing fine. How are you? Pretty good. It's an old time no see. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm happy to be here, and thank you so much for uh, facilitating today. We appreciate that, uh, having us on the show again, uh, and kudos out to the director, Ms. Glenda Smith, and the governor, Cliff Kelly. Thank all of you. I've seen some of your foot soldiers out in, this, in out and about in Chicagoland. I ran into one the other day. Um, so you want to talk about the dream. So we got Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day coming up tomorrow, or actually the day after tomorrow, but we'll see, people will see that Melody CD shows tomorrow. But so on, on Monday, and what do we need to know about the dream? What do you want to tell us about the dream? Well, you know, for us, we always try to come up with uh, something that we can gather together with women veterans and, you know, make it something that is significant, not only to, you know, an event, but also a time for them to relax and not be isolated, a time for them to have camaraderie, and also to work on self. You know, one of the things that we don't do a lot of self-care because we're busy taking care of everybody else. The other thing is, you know, with mental health issues and things like that, so we try to do therapeutical things. And what we're doing this time is we're doing um, Paint Your Dream. Uh, and basically we have a instructor that will be doing creative art therapy with us and we call the painter dream uh, because we're going to add a quote to it a quote from dr martin luther king you know so we have quite a few of them that we selected and we want them to try to visualize you know some art that they can put with that you know um for something that is relative to what's going on, you know, in today's world and, you know, how it basically impacts all of us. And, um, you know, I look at that all the time because there's so many things that go on that people don't even know that, you know, the struggle for women veterans is real. Mm-hmm. And so we try to make sure that we can get them together. And, you know, we also have a guest coming in uh, on Monday, too. Uh, Sigma Gamma Rho, uh, Phase Shy Sigma Chapter is going to be visiting with us also. Those ladies will be visiting with us. 
Uh, they'll be bringing some donations, and we'll be having conversations about, you know, even as women, um, some of them may be veterans and some not, you know, but as women we have things also, you know, connected with them, and so we can have conversations about different things and how do we, you know, solve those issues, how do we help each other. That's the biggest thing, you know, because that's one of the quotes that we're looking at, and that was from Martin Luther King, too. That was life's most uh, persistent and urgent question is, how or what are you doing for others? Mm -hmm. What are you doing for others? You know, so we play right into that because we're doing something for others. We continue to, you know, collaborate with organizations. We continue to grow in our own stance with our organization, um, you know, providing right now service, services for those who need it because they're homeless or at risk with all of these other entities out here that basically have monies, and we'll probably go into that too, um, but have money. And we're still, you know, working with women veterans because there's a lot of hoops that sometimes they have to go through. You know, I've said this before, if the life's out today, then, you know, we can't wait two weeks to go through um, the process of all this paperwork and doing all these things. I mean, just pay the bill, you know, and that's what we do because we don't want them having more trauma trying to figure out, well, what do I do now if I don't have lights in my house and i got to find some place to go? If i got kids, i got to get my kids out of here. You know, just things like that. So that's what our right now services are about. And, you know, we're also the fiduciary payee for some women, too, who are struggling, uh, appointed by the Department of Veterans Affairs, and that's the credibility that we have, uh, that they know that we are legitimate and that we can help women veterans when they are in need and get them back on track. Um, we're actually, you know, working with the Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA Veterans Family Advisory Council, uh, working with them, that's a newly created uh, council that they have. We're able to give them some information that is going to help all of the veterans in the city of Chicago, across the way, across the nation, even from some of the things that we do. Looking at homelessness, you know, if you have a homeless veteran, and we'll just take a female veteran, and she has a support pet, it's not a service animal, but that's her support pet. You know, and no one will take her in a shelter. She's not going to leave her pet. She is going to sleep in her car, just like she said when they found her. And, you know, it, it was hard, you know, just understanding that some of these things just have to be done. We do creative things all the time. You know, so we see if that's happening for one person, it's probably happened for many others, meaning that they may not even go to the hospital because they feel that they can't take their pets there. They don't want to leave their pets unattended, you know, because they're homeless and they leave them on the street, you know, those type of things. So those type of things we have to work out and we have to be creative about it. Rochelle, so um, tell me, tell, know, me tell me, tell me a little bit about, so when a woman joins the military, so they're 19, 18, join the military, maybe older, possibly they have a career in the military. What are, what are the challenges or obstacles unique to women that they there were a woman who served the country ends up homeless on the street. What brick walls are they are they going through, or, or where are they hitting? Where somehow you know all of a sudden things just spiral out of control, and then they find themselves on the street. 
Okay, so what they're seeing a lot of times is, let's just say, let's start with deployment. So they're deployed. Um, they happen to be in, in a zone that was, you know, heavily under fire. You know, the fear, the trust factors of, of people who now are, are being a little different. You know what I'm saying? With the males and things like that. Women have been let's say sexually assault. <laughs> I always say just call it what it is because it has been rape. But some of them have dealt with that out in the field. Believe it or not, out in the field. Mm -hmm. I think you know, like one in a, a poor woman in the military um, experienced some kind of sexual yeah. assault. That's correct. You know, so they come back with that baggage. Um, that, you know, they're getting better now with reporting it. They're getting better now with, you know, doing something about it. But that doesn't take away what happened to them. That doesn't take away the emotional trauma that was caused by it. That doesn't take away the fact that that person now has to live with that all the rest of their lives, you know. So those are some of the things that they come back with. And then sometimes they come back and, you know, they try to go to work and, Work is not working out for them because they're just not ready yet. You know, they're not ready. So when we try to spin that with, you know, first thing people saying, oh, we're going to hire veterans, we're going to hire veterans. Well, you know, what happens when the veteran is not ready? You know, the veteran is trying to work on themselves at that time. They're trying to go to school. Sometimes that sets them back because they're just not ready. So as a result of that, not being ready, maybe they had savings. Those savings are like just going, 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 going away because they don't have any incoming income for a while, a short while, until they get it, you know, and a lot of times they can't stay at home because now they have issues with family. Family is no longer like the family that they came from anymore, you know, and the family doesn't understand, you know. And this is just repeated. It's been repeated year after year, you know, with different um, errors, if you will, you know, it's better now than it was ever before, that's for sure, but we still have those hitches that have not been able to connect where, you know, we use a lot of common sense to do a lot more creative things. So when you're doing your therapy with the, with the artwork, I know Dr. Arnold likes to paint. Um, people don't know that about him, but he's one of his many talents. He paints pictures and paints, uh, paints and he has been People have approached yeah. him and said, hey, you've got some really interesting artwork here. So when people are, when you yeah. see people painting, is it, how therapeutic is this? And, and do you, do you, have you seen any breakthroughs? Because we had a person on our show last week, and they were talking about using Legos. They had a that really interesting show about um, people that are trying to communicate or talk about things that are, that are you know, with their health or with their personal identity and things like that. And they, things are mm -hmm. frustrated them in life, the challenges in life. And what they were doing was using Legos to build things, whatever that might be. You know, even if you're not uh, um, a master builder, maybe not artistic whatsoever, but just the the idea and the process of doing some kind of artistic expression, the best way you know how, the best way that however it means to you. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things important I think about when we talk about artwork and expression is that it doesn't happen. We're not trying to paint a Picasso or trying to make you know, the Eiffel <laughs> Tower. <laughs> you just, just do whatever it feels from the inside of you to express yourself. Exactly. So how, exactly. what kind of breakthroughs you have know, you seen with this? You know, I, the break, breakthroughs, breakthrough that I have seen is the enjoyment that they get. Like even now, 
uh, we're actually in the process of selling a couple of paintings that some of the women made. Wow. You know, uh, and just out of the clear blue sky, it came up. And I wish that there were funding, you know, in some of the, maybe those organizations that received $100,000 awards or the ones that got $50,000 awards. I wish that was something that they had included, you know, in the process of, you know, the eligibility for things that they're doing you know, that they gave them money for. But I don't see that in there. I don't see that with any of the organizations that, you know, have been named, you know, but it, it looks like to me that, you know, there's still some questions about those things, about those entities that have received those grants too. I want to be let you know about that because I can just follow up on that right quick too. You know, I did contact the um the OIG. I contact the ethics, you know, because I am appointed to an, to a committee for the state. And every year I have to take the ethics test. And what that ethics test says is that if you see something that's not right, wrong, conflict of interest, any of that, you should report it. And so that's just exactly what I did. I did report it, but I have not heard anything on it, and I won't hear anything from them. But I also contacted Cook County Veterans Affairs Office, too, and I haven't heard from them. Just to, I want to know recap, what those organizations are doing. Right, just to I, recap what fact, you talked about that, that on that particular show, okay, give us a, a, a snapshot of what it was about. I'm talking about the honor grant. There was an honor grant that went out, and they had almost a, what, um, million dollars was it a million dollars i believe it was or something very close to that if it wasn't that and they actually had the grant out for others to apply there was actually an eligibility component with that now listen i'll give an example i looked at one of them and if i looked at the eligibility one of the areas said that you must you must must you must you know, have three years of experience serving the veteran population, must have a program that has three years of experience serving the veteran population. Okay, so there is one entity or agency on that list that received $50,000. They only had two years of existence, and there's nothing in there about veterans. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So okay? why, do you, why do you think that they got it? Why do you think they got the uh, grant? I think because they wrote for it. They actually applied for the grant. And, you know, maybe they put things in there that, you know, they could say that they've been working for veterans. But it's true to the fact that they've only been in existence for two years. Now, that they won't be able to have. Hmm. They won't be able to have it. So, and I'm looking at that, and I've got to follow up on, on that one also because, you know, I am, I, I am grateful in my own way that these agencies have a way to help veterans. But when you're doing things, you have to do them right. And that is one of the quotes of Dr. King, too. The time is always right to do what is right. You understand? So we're true. not going to just let people, you know, in the – hierarchy, if you will, that are basically administering those grants 
and not be true to what it is that they published or to do the right thing if, in fact, that agency was not eligible, then they just weren't eligible. They weren't eligible. Now, I asked for them to basically, when are we going to find out about exactly what they do? Well, I looked them up to see what they did. You know, now this is not a complaint session here. I just want to tell you where I am with with that part of it, you know, because we're on that subject now. You know, So what do they do? What what does this organization do to helping veterans? They have food security. Food security. Mm. And they've only been in existence for a short time. Of course we need food. Of course that's, that's very important. It has a lot to do with our health and, you know, you know, raising our children, our families. That's one of the dynamic things and, in, in, uh, you know, things that our families need. You know, everybody needs food. So I'm not saying that that's an issue. But what I'm saying is this was not just the place that they should have been able to get accommodated with the funds. I don't see that. Do you see a lot you of know, veterans organizations I mean, like yours? Can you? Is it, are there a lot of? Because because what it sounds like is that because of the fact that they do something with food security, you can always say, well, if we, like for example, you could be a homeless organization or people that, uh, organization that helps homeless people, but then a homeless mm-hmm. person could be a veteran or they could not be a veteran. So it's not necessarily specific yeah. to veterans per se, but you know, well, we that include veterans, correct. but you can, but you can technically include exactly. anybody. So, but are, are there any? And, are and, there? Are can veteran organizations or veteran service organizations? Do you guys have the same benefit? When it comes to grants, like for example, if you're if you're a veterans organization like yours is focusing on particularly women veterans, could you go out and get yeah, a grant we for give say gift from... cards all the time for food? Yeah, we but... give them gift cards for food. Will anybody we give don't you money give, for that? Uh, box foods and things like that. Mm-hmm. We want them to have dignity and go to the store and shop for the things that they like. Not the things that are donated from different entities and stuff like that. A lot of times we've gotten bags of stuff, and and the stuff had been, I guess, out for a long time or was spoiled or whatever. You know, so we stopped accepting food like that. We started doing gift cards, giving them wherever they live. We try to have a gift card that is going to benefit them in the community where they live, and they can pick the things that they need. And they can also get toiletries and things that they need, things for their house and stuff like that, you know, because all of that is a factor, too, with the um, EBT card. They can't get, you know, toilet paper, paper towels, you know, personal items, uh, women things. They can't get those things on the uh, EBT card. So they have to have another way. And then if they're only getting, just say, 20% from the VA because the service connected, they're only getting $300 a month, then you know how far that goes, you know. And so, you know, it's a lot of things that we're, we're looking at, a lot of things that we're engaged in, making a difference, making an impact, you know. But, you know, we weren't, we did not get that grant, and we didn't get that grant because we couldn't get the grant through. Uh, there was a glitch at the end, but I wasn't complaining about that glitch, you know, because you either you get in or you don't get in, and we didn't get in. So I'm not complaining about that, and I told you that the last time. But, you know, I understand that some thought maybe that, there was a little jealousy there. No, I'm not jealous about that because I want to know who is doing what so that I can refer some of these veterans to them. That is what I'm asking for the county. What is it that they do so that we can refer other veterans to them so that they can utilize the services that they have? 
you can't send them to a place that you don't know what it is that they do. So that's what we're looking for. We'd like those type of things posted so that the veterans don't have a closed door. I'm not going to send somebody to a place and I don't know what they do. All I know is they got $100,000. But what do they do? Do you see that, that uh, see larger organizations, the larger organizations get um, preferential treatment or preferential dollars versus smaller organizations in the veteran community? Say that again? Do you larger organizations, like say like a, vet, a Wounded Warriors, a, a large multi-million dollar veterans organization, are they going to be pref- preferred over say a smaller organization that maybe doesn't have the kind of money? Well, absolutely. You know, they they have a gift. They they have the right connections. You know, let's just say that they have the right connections because remember now that was an organization that got into trouble. And they switched the names, turned the names around, got rid of the people who were there, the bad people, and they've carried on like just like nothing happened. Hmm. And so, you know, they have the right connections, but we in the community oftentimes overlooked, you know what I'm saying, ignored. And, you know, it, it just seems like for us, we get grants, we get small grants, you know, but we're helping ourselves more than that. I'm not going to complain about you know what I didn't get, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be grateful for what we have and the many women veterans that we're helping and how we're helping them. We come out of our pockets, we make pledges, we hold fundraisers, we do things like that. Could we use the help? Yes, we can. It's it's a plea for help. <laughs> but, Michelle Crump, you know, you're a U.S. Army veteran and founder. You're doing what you do. And the thing about it is, I think it's really critical and important to remember is that, you know, Dr. King pretty much always was an advocate of doing for yourself, doing for yourself first, making sure that you put forth your best effort. I mean, the 16th is the day we have off, but the 15th is actually his birthday. So we're honoring him on his yeah. birthday, the 15th. So the thing of it is, is that we got to do what we got to do for ourselves and also, but also give that service to the community. Because yes. community is what all about helping doing? each other. Right, exactly. This is America's Heroes Group, Rochelle Crump, U.S. Army veteran, founder and president of the Women's Veterans United, National Women's Veterans United. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.